What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape. From beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kenston, North Carolina. Today is Tuesday, November the 28th in the year of Lord 2023. Goodness gracious, I started four seconds late today. Woo! This is episode 977 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Why, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Let me tell you something. We've got another great show for you today. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a little bit, a little bit uh, out of the normal for us. Uh, which uh, you know, you got to mix it up every once in a while. It's going to be neat, man. Uh, however, uh, joining us here on our uh, uh, Spence Automotive guest line in less than twenty minutes, he is the news editor of the Carteret County News Times at CarolinaCoastOnline.com. Richard Clark will be joining us. Uh, he's uh, he's also our NBA and hoops expert. Uh, we're going to be talking to him about some of that. We're going to uh, talk some NFL. We're even going to put a wrap on the ECU football season. We're just going to talk to him about a lot of stuff. I've already been messaging with him this morning. And uh, as you know, if you listen to this show, he is uh, the biggest Cowboys fan I know. And I know a lot of football fans of, of every team. But let me tell you something. Nobody likes uh or nobody loves likes heck nobody loves his dallas cowboys more than richard does i mean he lives dies breathes with them everything and uh i said i sent him the message you know as i do with my my morning guests i'm like uh you know good morning uh what's up sunshine you know that kind of stuff but then i told him that is he or i asked him is he ready to declare uh his dallas cowboys as a favorite to make it to the super bowl and one word from him, and it wasn't even a curse word, which I was very, very pleased with. Just stop. <laughs> so uh, I guess I was trying to reverse jinx, but no, man. I mean, I, I want my boy Richard to be happy, but uh, we'll be talking to him, like I said, in less than 20 minutes, so pretty excited about that. And then uh, in our second hour, man, we are going to have a studio full of people here on Whitehall Drive. We are only three days away from the beginning of White Christmas at Lenore Community College. We're going to be joined by a trio of great ladies from the school in our second hour. Our, our good friend, Catherine Pearson, who uh, is coming up, I believe, on her 20th appearance here on the show. Uh, she's, she's just a regular here now. I love having her on here. Uh, she's from the LCC Foundation. We'll have Jessica Cruz. She's the director of the show. And then we're going to have a first-timer on the show, Crystal Gaskins. Uh, she is one of the main characters in White Christmas. Uh, she portrays Betty Haynes. Uh, she's going to be joining us. Uh, they're going to uh, uh, tell us all about White Christmas. I believe there's an event out at LCC today, too. We'll have them tell us about that. But uh, here's the cool thing. Remember when we had a Holly Holder in here a few weeks ago? 
and she was doing the Little Mermaid. She was Ariel, and she came in here and performed. Guess what? Crystal Gaskins is actually going to sing for us here on uh, the show. Uh, so how about that? Classing up to join a little bit uh, here on the Brian Hanks Show. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So first hour, like I said, here in a few minutes, we'll have uh, Richard Clark joining us. A lot to talk to him about. And then I will switch lanes for you. And uh, again, get a, get a little class in here in the uh, on the Brian Hanks Show with uh, Catherine, Jessica, and Crystal Gaskins. Uh, looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, here on the show today. Uh, let's go. We've got a great show for you here. Uh, let's uh, get you called up with uh, everything that's going on tonight and tomorrow and get our monologue going here. Man, listen, if you're a basketball fan, high school college whatever you are in for a treat this week because it is getting real now uh listen clarence burton and the lcc men's basketball team they're five and two right now and uh, they play their first post thanksgiving game they take on arch rival pitt community college wednesday night at six that's tomorrow night at six o'clock over at the sportatorium I cannot wait. Listen, we're going to have a good little crew from the Brian Hanks show there. Uh, Jacques Pasolek, uh, Michael Martin, and I, are, we're all going to be there uh, at the game. We've, uh, I think I've got them. I, it's just a joke, but I think I've got them talked into painting their chest. Or we got to do something crazy. Uh, we'll be up in the second level cheering on uh, the Lancers. You need to get out there too, listeners. Uh, Ricky Whaley. We'll be on the mic, uh, and then, like I said, Clarence Burton and the Lancer, too, have just started off to a great start this year. They are 5-2, and two, and it uh, should be a lot of fun. And on top of it, too, and I'll get to this one. I'll talk a little bit more about it when I get to uh, Hometown Heroes, but uh, we've got a Kenston kid that actually plays for Pitt Community College, too, and is one of their leading scorers. So that's going to be a neat little thing to see uh, Clarence. And Dante Ellis, you remember Dante? Uh, who was at LCC and had transferred from LCC to Pitt Community College. That should be uh, a pretty nice matchup tomorrow night, too. Sorry, need to get a sip of water there as we're getting going here. Uh, but again, that game is at 6 o'clock tomorrow at the Sportatorium, uh, and it's so much fun. I mean, listen, I've, uh, I have I can proudly say that uh, I have helped convert uh, our good friend Jacques Passleg over to becoming a Lancers fan. Going to have to find some gear, and uh, hopefully, I tell you what, Coach Barnes, you need to sell some gear out there, and I think you do because uh, we need to uh, get us some uh, LCC uh, colors up there in the uh, second section of uh, of the Sportatorium. It's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow night. I know that uh, Jacques, like I said, he's only been to two or three games now, and he's as much into it as as much into it or more than I am. And that's the kind of team this is. Matt Grantham has uh, just done a, a fantastic job getting this team ready. And uh, again, it's a team essentially of all freshmen. There's one sophomore on the team. I believe there's 14 or 15 freshmen, one sophomore who's been hurt and not even able to play yet. And for them to uh, go through this gauntlet of the first seven games of the season and play as well as they have, it says a lot about LCC and it says a lot about that Lancers team. So uh, we will see you out there tomorrow. In fact, in fact, I will be at the game tomorrow night. You know what? How about this, Jacques? How's this for an enticement? You want me to entice people out there? I'm going to take a stack of uh, Brian Hank show koozies. And let me tell you something, guys. These koozies aren't little; those little cheap, you know, 50-cent koozies that tear apart. I mean, these are very nice. I had Zach Hawkham make them for me 
and they are amazing. Uh, they're very nice. They've, on one side, it's got the show logo, the Brian Hanks show logo on them. On the other side, they've got uh, the QR code. That All you got to do is put your phone up to it, do the QR code, and you can listen to our show anywhere just by having your koozie with you. So uh, check, you'll need to check those out. And here's what I'm going to do. You come to the game tomorrow night and you want a koozie, all you got to do is find me up in the second section. I will give you one. Heck, I might even give you two, okay? Because, I mean, everybody needs a couple of koozies. Just one's not enough. So, uh, like I said, I'm going to bring a stack of those with me tomorrow night. And if you want one, all you got to do is come and ask me for one. And by God, I will give you one. They are sweet too. I mean, they're blue. Like I said, they've got the, the show logo on one side. They're really, they're nice and thick. Your hands will not get one bit cold with your cold drink inside that. You can buy you a nice Pepsi product at the uh, concession stand at LCC. Pop it inside this Brian Hank show koozie. And, uh, you will be, uh, you will be the, the cool person in your group of friends. I can tell you that for sure. Okay. But, uh, that is tomorrow night. Let me tell you about LCC real quick. Uh, they are the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks show. And we're so proud of that for more than 65 years. LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal cultural and professional educational needs of its students through affordable accessible and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kenson at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit the website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today and do it tomorrow. Like I said, uh, that'll be it's going to be a lot of fun. It's one of the biggest games of the year, taking on uh, our arch rival in Pitt Community College, and can't wait to see. Like I said, Jacques and Mike Martin and I, all three of us will be there to uh, to say hello to you. And uh, I mean, how much better can your day start if you've uh, or your day? How much better can your night be? If you get to hang out with us and uh, cheer on uh, LCC, okay. Uh, as we uh, we'll we'll talk about ECU football a little bit as we'll put uh, an end to the season with uh, Rich here in a few minutes. I'm really uh, I haven't seen any names come out, but I'm sure uh, the transfer portal news uh, should be uh, going crazy here in a little bit. But uh, we, as as those break, we will let you know about that. Ooh. Molly, your nose is wet, uh, which is a good thing, I guess, right? Uh, ECU men's basketball, uh, they are 4-3. and three. Their only game at, uh, they have this week is at home Thursday when they take on UNC Wilmington. That game is at 7 o'clock. Uh, we're gonna, I know that uh, Linda and I are going to try to be out there for that potentially. Uh, the ECU women's basketball team, uh, they are 2-3. and three. Uh, They are at home tomorrow. On Wednesday at 11 a.m., it's Education Day at Menji's Coliseum. I know uh, I've actually called one of those before out at Menji's, and it is crazy because they've got all these schools in there, mostly from Pitt County, but uh, there'll be a, a couple thousand fans in there, and they'll be very loud. It's kind of like uh, Education Day out at uh, Granger Stadium uh, for uh, the Down East Wood Ducks. It's always a lot of fun because it's going to be your loudest crowd of the year, one of your loudest crowds of the year. Because the kids are out of school, uh, they are at the game, and their teachers have told them, you can be as loud as you want to, and it's a lot of fun, man. But that's at 11 a.m. tomorrow. 
uh, for ECU women's basketball. They will be taking on uh, Hampton at 11. Then they're home versus Coppin State Saturday at 2 p.m. We mentioned this on yesterday's show. Let's bring it up again. How about that ECU women's volleyball team? Uh, Now, they didn't make the NCAA tournament. Uh, They finished 20 and 10 overall, but they're going to be hosting the first and second rounds of the NIT version of the postseason at Menji's on Friday and Saturday. Uh, Now, Georgia Southern and Winthrop, they start the tourney at 2 o'clock on Friday, and then ECU takes on Southern Conference champion the Citadel at 6 o'clock. That is uh, Friday night uh at Menji's Coliseum and let me tell you something the Citadel they're not a team they're not a a lightweight here uh in the tournament they are 27 and 3 overall uh and again that'll be at six o'clock on uh on the, da, 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 on Friday night uh let's get you caught up on high school basketball here uh only one game was played last night or one or one ten, one school played last night that was Jones Senior uh, they took on Spring Creek. They went over to Seven Springs, took on Spring Creek. The Jones Senior boys improved to three and one overall with a seventy-two to sixty win at Spring Creek. Congratulations to the Trojans there because they had lost to Spring Creek last week, so they uh, redeemed themselves with a, a road win at Spring Creek. There, like I said, they're now three and one after that seventy-two to sixty win. Uh, the Jones Senior girls they lost. They fell to one and three overall. Uh, they lost forty-eight to fifteen. Uh, the Gators improved to two and one. The uh, Trojans fall to one and three. Now Jones Senior, after last night, they're now off until Friday when they travel to Union. Let me tell you something though: every other program in our county, uh, all five schools in our county, Green Central, they play tonight, and it starts with Kinston. Uh, the boys are zero and one. The girls are zero and one. You heard from Christopher Bradshaw yesterday. Uh, they go to Green Central tonight. Uh, Green Central, both their teams are 0-1 each. So uh, that's going to be uh, – somebody's got to come out with some wins tonight. And uh, we'll see how that goes. But, again, uh, Kenson boys and girls, they are at Green Central tonight. Uh, our good friend Jay Wilson will be on the mic. And, you know, he always gets a little fired up when uh, Kenson comes over to take on his Rams. So uh, I, I wish I could be there tonight. I may try to rearrange some stuff and see if I can, but uh, I think that's going to be a lot of fun for uh, uh, for uh, both teams, for the Vikings and the Rams. And again, uh, go by, uh, shake hands with uh, our good friend Jay Wilson, the head football coach there, the the best uh, high school PA guy in the game. I, I used to think it was me, man. Jay is full of energy. He will. Uh, he keeps the ram. He keeps the ram pen going. Uh, Pretty strong out there, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Kinston at Green Central tonight. Uh, and then for Kinston, they, uh, the boys will take on Greenville Rose on Friday, and then they will go to Kill Devil Hills on Saturday to take on First Flight and the uh, Good Guys versus Cancer uh, Tournament. Man, and I wish I could go to that. I've gone, Actually, we're going to be at White Christmas on Saturday, and uh, Linda's doing some sales and stuff out there. We're gonna, I'm going to have her here on the show Thursday to talk a little bit about that too. But uh, but that's the Kenson boys again. They are at Green Central tonight. They are at home, opening the home schedule against Greenville Rose on Friday, and then they go to Kill Devil Hills to take on First Flight on Saturday. That game will be at nine o'clock. And let me tell you about that too. Chad Williams will be joining us uh, from uh, First Flight as he does every year to promote that. I uh, hope we can have a good little Kenston crowd out there. We usually do. I know Takima Parson will be out there. She has some of her sassy's crew that goes with her. 
Uh, there'll be a nice little 25, 30 uh, folks from uh, Kenston High that'll be at that game uh, Friday night. So uh, if you if you can go, you make sure you get out there because Kenston's going to need our support. It's a great facility that uh, First Flight has. But again, like I said, Chad Williams will be joining us tomorrow morning in our uh, second hour to uh, talk about that on the Spence Automotive Guest Line. Now, the Kenston girls, uh, as you heard uh, Coach Bradshaw say yesterday, they are at home. Thir- well, of course, they play tonight at Green Central. Then they're at home Thursday at 6 o'clock against a very good Jacksonville team. And then they'll also be at home Friday versus Greenville Rose. So uh, that should be uh, a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be a busy week for both the Kenson boys and girls. North Lenore, their boys are 0-1. The girls are 1-0, and and they open the home portion of their 23-24 schedule. Uh, that'll be uh, today in Wheat Swamp. Uh, they'll take on Noose Charter. Now, the Noose Charter boys are 2-5. and The Noose Charter girls are 3-3. Three and three. Uh, And then uh, both teams, both North Lenore teams, will be home versus Green Central on Friday. Man, I'm telling you, tomorrow morning's show is going to be a lot of fun getting caught up on all the scores and everything with uh, Mike Martin in here with us. Uh, South and North boys and girls, both of their teams are 0-2. Uh, they are home versus Croatan's boys and girls today. Uh, Croatan, uh, the boys are 2-0. and uh, Croatan's girls are 1-1. One and one. Then they'll be home versus Richlands tomorrow night on Wednesday. South and North will be. Then they're at Aiden Grifton on Friday, so three games this week for the South North boys and girls, too. Uh, let's move over to Parent Academy. The boys are 1-0. and The girls are 0-1. They are at Rocky Mount Academy uh, today. Parent Academy is. Rocky Mount Academy boys have not played a game yet. The girls are 1-0. and They have a busy week this week as they'll be playing three games. Uh, Parent Academy, uh, what, at Rocky Mount Academy tonight. Home versus Wayne Christian on Wednesday and then home versus Fayetteville Academy on Friday. Uh, Bethel Christian Academy, uh, their girls have not played yet. They open their season today. The boys are 0-2. Uh, they will continue their season today. They host Wilmington Christian. Uh, Wilmington Christian's boys are 0-2. The girls are 3-0. and And then uh, after tonight's game, Bethel will be at Jacksonville Christian on Thursday. You heard us talking about Green Central. They're home versus uh, Kinston. Today, then they're home versus Eastern Wayne tomorrow, and then at Northern on Friday. So three games for the Green Central boys and girls this week, too. If there's anything you're learning from this, and I know, Keith Spence, you're writing all this down to keep up with it. I'm sure you are. <laughs> Everybody's really busy this week. Aiden Grifton, they are at Chocowinity Southside today. Uh, the uh, Aiden Grifton boys, one of the great stories here in the early going there, 2-0 and already. Uh, the Charger girls are 0-2. Uh, they've already beat Chocowinity one side, or they've already beat Southside one time. Uh, and then, like I said, they'll be uh, in Chocowinity tonight for that. And then they're home versus South Lenore on Friday. And you heard us talk about Jones Senior. So there's your high school basketball update. Let me get you caught up on Hometown Heroes. Uh, and we had a game last night of Brandon Ingram and the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, they uh, are 500 again as they uh, fell at Utah 114 to 112 last night. It was not B.I.'s fault, though. Uh, B.I. had 25 points, four rebounds, five assists in 35 minutes. Uh, so he had a great game last night. Unfortunately, like I said, uh, the uh, Pels came up a little bit short. They are at home versus Philadelphia Wednesday at 8. They're home versus San Antonio Friday at 8. Then they're at Chicago Saturday, also at 8 o'clock, Brandon and the Pelicans. Reggie Bullock Jr. and the uh, Houston Rockets, they are 8-6. and six. 
Um, they've been off for a couple of days, but they will be uh, at Dallas tonight at 8.30. They're at Denver Wednesday at 9, and then they are at the Lakers uh, Saturday at 10.30 p.m. And uh, I've got to talk to uh, Rich about this here in a couple of moments. Uh, both, uh, well, the entire NBA, uh, I guess they play on Saturday. There might be a Sunday game or two. And then the entire league is off until uh, December the 11th uh, for this in-season tournament. Uh, Damian Dunn in Houston, 7-0. and They're number six in the country. And they're off until Friday when they play at Xavier at 6.30. And that game will be on FS1. Don Trez and the Georgetown Hoyas have won three in a row. They're 4-2 and two right now. They are home versus Merrimack at 8.30 on Wednesday. That'll be on FS1. And then they're home versus TS, uh, TCU, Texas Christian, on Saturday. That game will be on FS1. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse and Vanderbilt, they're 3-3. Three and three. Uh, They are home versus Boston College Wednesday. And then uh, home versus Alabama A&M on Saturday. Uh, the, the big three from uh, Kenson and Green Central, Isaac Parson, Jeremy Dixon, Amaji Dodd, they are 5-2 and two right now. They are at Lincoln Memorial University in Harrogate, Tennessee. That is on Wednesday. Then they're off for eight days when, until they uh, travel to Bluefield, West Virginia, to take on Bluefield State University. Shanti Lynch and uh, Maryland Eastern Shore, they are 3-3 three and three right now. They won at uh, UMBC, Maryland-Baltimore County, on Sunday. And if as you know, with me being a uh, Virginia fan, uh, that makes me very happy that uh, Shante beat UMBC. We won't talk about that. But how about this for a stat line for her? She started, she had five points, six steals, a rebound, and an assist in 13 minutes. Yes, she started in that. They won the game pretty easily. But how about that? Five points and six steals in 13 minutes. I thought that was uh, pretty impressive there, too. Uh, and, uh, da, 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 da. she's got a busy week. Uh, they are home versus Mount St. Mary's Wednesday. They're at Seton Hall on Saturday. And then, uh, a week from yesterday on Monday, December the 4th, uh, Ashanti will be back home and she will be taking on uh, ECU on Monday, December the 4th at 6 30 PM. Uh, to, uh, Mir Mir Moore from Mount Olive has not played yet, but, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the former Kinston and parent Academy star, hopefully he's going to get in. And, uh, you know, and, uh, I, I think it's an injury cause he wasn't suited up for the game that I was at, uh, that I did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Shane Albee, if you're listening, tell me what the deal is with Mirror Mirror Moore. I would like to know what's going on with him. And then, uh, uh, a new addition to our uh, hometown heroes here is, uh, Dante Ellis. If you remember, he was at LCC last year. Well, he is at Pitt community college. Now he is one of the leading scorers for uh for Pitt Community College and you will be able to see him tomorrow night, Wednesday night at LCC is uh Dante Ellis and Pitt Community College. They will be taking on uh uh well I I'm drawing a blank here. Clarence Burton. I'm getting old rich. I mean I, I, I have all this stuff written in front of me and then uh, I try to stray away from it and uh, I just uh I lose my mind dude. Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. He's our NBA. He's our hoops expert. He's our resident Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> hey. Sure, people love that. Well, dude. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to – well, uh, he's joining us now on our Spence Automotive guest line, and we have got so much to talk to you about this morning. 
But I, why not? We'll start with the Cowboys, man. Thanksgiving Day. Dude, uh, you, you know I'm trying to become a Washington fan again, man. You know, I divorced them, and, you know, it's like, uh, you know, or when you go out with somebody for a long time, and, heck, go, I guess I went out with them from the time I was seven years old until a couple of years ago, so what, uh, 45 years or so. You know, you divorce them, you still kind of miss them. You keep, you kind of, you keep looking over at them to see how they're doing. And then, you know, you get back with them and you're like, you know what, let's see if we can do this again. And then you get your butt beat by the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving day on, and good God almighty. I, I got to yeah, ask but- you, I mean, that's what I was going to do. That's my first question to you, dude. Is it that Dallas is that good or is Washington that bad or is a, a happy medium there somewhere, dude? No, we, it, it was. It's kind of fluky. I think Washington's much better than I thought they were. I don't watch them every time, so I don't really know. They're not that far away. They need some obviously the offensive line for Tarofus, but um, and their defensive backs aren't very good. But they have some pieces already. And if Sam Howe turns out to be good with a new staff, you know, and I was talking to somebody else about this. In this day and age, at no matter what level of football you're playing, depending on your setup, the quarterback coach is the most important job in there now, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, if you don't have somebody that – particularly if you got a young quarterback, you have to be able to communicate back and forth on what he can do and what he's looking for, all that kind of stuff. And I think that Washington has some stuff in place. And, and what I've seen from Sam Howe, he may be, you know, the answer. Not like, you know, Patrick Mahomes or anything, but you know what I mean. Dude, if he could be – I'll say that, dude, no, 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 man. If he could be Kirk Cousins, I would right. be happy. That's the, that's the cutoff. Yeah. That's the cutoff. Kirk Cousins is basically the generic version of that. And so, you know, Kirk Cousins is the cutoff, in my opinion. He's probably, what, 8, 9, 10, somewhere around there. And if you have one of the top 10, you kind of got to ride with it because look at everybody that doesn't have one. Look how Cleveland with that great defense is floundering right now. You know, teams like that. Look at Minnesota last night. I mean, Dobbs gave that game away. Uh, so, you know, it, it's just par for the course right now. Quarterback playing in the NFL is pretty bad. A lot of young guys, a lot of old guys are not around anymore. But the interesting thing I see is, have you noticed that you always hear when they have a, a struggling quarterback that the receivers got to help them out, right? Yeah. Well, how many receivers are dropping balls this year? Seems like a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Right? And do you, did we forget how to catch, or are we putting too much emphasis on running? What's going on here? And I just think that's part of the problem now. These guys don't catch very well. And I don't care how good of a quarterback you are. And I'll use the example, dude, what about Kansas City, man? Like you said, has the best quarterback yeah. in the game. But, I mean, all Patrick Mahomes can do is put the ball in your hands and hit you between the numbers. And when you drop the ball, that is on you. Hey, you know, I don't blame quarterbacks when they go back to the sideline or if they shake their head at somebody when they do something like that. When they have done everything, they've got the play from the sideline. They've executed it, you know, as well or as perfectly as you can. Yep. You put the ball exactly where you're supposed to put it, and then the damn receiver drops it. I mean, that is on them, isn't it? Well, the way I look at this is, you, that, forget all the other stuff. You are a professional pass catcher. If you can't at least catch nine out of ten, on you know, 9.9 out of ten, really, then what are we doing? Yeah. 
Are we putting you out there because you look good getting off the bus? What's happening? I'd rather have a team full of Wes Welkers than guys that can run and couldn't catch. Yeah. Ronaldo Nehemiah. <laughs> Take you back a little bit for Dude, that one. Good Lord. No joke, man. We got to brag. Listen, I'm giving you the opportunity here. Your Cowboys coming off 45 to 10 win over the commanders. They play on Thursday night football this week against a struggling Seattle team. Uh, oh, now's the real part of our schedule. Oh, I know. I know. I agree with that, but I'm telling you something. And I, yes, I'm coming from the fantasy perspective too, the fantasy football perspective, dude, there's not been a better quarterback in the NFL. Forget, uh, Patrick Mahomes, forget Josh Allen, dude, the best quarterback in fantasy football and heck in the NFL over the last four weeks, you know who it is, who it's been. It's been Dak. Dak's played well. It's been Dak Prescott, dude. Dak's going to get judged by what happens in really the playoffs, but some over the next five games. That's just what it is now. You know, nobody respects what he does unless it's in the playoffs or whatever the case may be. But he's played well. That's what I mean. No, 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 no. Playing well? That's like saying that – that uh oh my gosh now i'm blitzing uh who was uh well, who's justin verlander's wife why am i drawing a blank kate upton yeah that's like saying uh, kate upton's pretty <laughs> you know dude well, Dak prescott yeah. has been the best quarterback in the league the last month dude right well we'll see uh i look you know me i defend Dak all the time I because i just think that if if you got one of the top eight you got you riding what you got because it doesn't get Put, do I think Dak could go out and win us a game against the really good teams like that um, that weather in Philly the other night? Probably not. We need somebody else to win us that game, Micah, or something like that. The really, really good ones can win it when nobody else is playing well. And that's, there's only a couple of them. Yeah. Everybody else needs a little bit of help. And, you know, can we get that help when needed? We are extremely explosive. And and look at if you go back and watch that Washington game, we were up twenty to ten halfway through the third period and you guys had the ball. And we're at like the thirty five or forty yard line, our thirty five forty. You went for it and didn't get it. And then we scored two touchdowns and a field goal within yeah. probably three minutes. And that game was over. Well you'll appreciate so that's, this. That's I was that's up, different. No, 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 dude. You'll appreciate this, man. I was up at my uh my sister's house up at uh, Stacy's house. By the way, who sends you a hello? I should have said that the very first thing. Uh, Stacy wanted me to make oh, sure yeah. and tell you hello, as as did Daryl. And uh, so it's exactly what you're talking about, dude. It's 20 to 10. I'm kind of, you know, there's a bunch. Of, I mean, dude, there's 25 people at her house. So, I mean, there, and there's a TV up in the corner with the volume down. I'm trying to watch a little bit of the game. But, you know, you know how it is. It's Thanksgiving. You're hanging out. You're eating. You're, you know, uh, fr- or uh, you know, just having fun. Anyway. Uh, I swear, dude, it went from 20 to 10 to 30 to 10 or whatever it was, or 34 to 10. I mean, in a blink of an eye and then, you know, they're giving me a hard time, of course. And, uh, and then what is 38 to 10 with a minute left? Like, well, God, that's still going to be a bad loss. And then you score one more time, man, make it 45 to 10. It's like, what the heck? Talk about putting an exclamation point. You know what? And I should have prepped you for this, but I, you can do it off the cuff here. Uh, maybe we'll do this for the last four, five, six weeks of the NFL season. Let's get the Richard Clark power ratings, NFL power ratings. Who do you have? Let's even say the top five teams in the NFL as we sit here right now on 
at 7, as we're doing this live at 7.31 a.m. on Tuesday, November 28th, one through five, who are the top five teams in the NFL, according to uh, Richard Clark? Um, I'll start at five. I would say five is probably us. Okay. Um, then I'd say four is probably Kansas City. And then depending on what you think about Jacksonville or Miami, they got to be in there. One of those two teams, depending on who shakes out. And then it's San Francisco and the Eagles are by far right now the best team. Even with San Francisco with that three-game hiccup in the middle of their season when they started 5-0, and yes, I know they've now won three in a row, but that's why I can't trust. Now, I'm with you on Philly. I agree wholeheartedly. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are the number one team. They showed it uh, the other night, man. I mean, the Eagles. Jalen, you and I were texting, well, man. Let me yeah. – I'll say, dude, yes, yes, I know the officials helped. I mean, and you're not the only one that said that. That was pretty much a consensus no. – across the Twitterverse was that uh, they helped him. But, dude, I think it, there if there's several tiers here, I think the Eagles are by themselves at the top, dude. I really do. I think they are the favorites. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I have no I have no issue. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that the Eagles are, on both sides of the ball, the most talented team out there. I, honestly, the three most talented teams right now are probably the Eagles, San Francisco, and us. Okay. Now, we haven't done anything, so you can't put us up there because we haven't won any games at all in the playoffs. San Francisco, you look at what those games they lost, how Debo didn't play at least two of them. Yep. And and I think Debo is one of – he's probably the best all-around player in the league, honestly. But he doesn't get that kind of publicity. But he needs a new marketing firm is what he needs. Because Debo does so much for that team – you know, McCaffrey gets a lot of attention, but it's Debo. He's the he's the gravity. He's the Steph Curry. Wow. He's the one that makes everybody twitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he's there, Micah Parsons, and and now that they added Chase Young to go with Bosa, that defense has really started to look better. So I think that they're going to be really tough, particularly if you get out there in January. At, it's not candlestick now, whatever it's called now. <laughs> Levi's Field, I believe, or Levi's Stadium or something like that, I think. What are, yeah. Yeah. What, how do they mess up those names like that? <laughs> Dude, I know, man. Hey, I got to ask you about Jalen Hurts, man. And, and again, let's, let's, as my friend Richard Clark says, let's not get it twisted, okay? I am no Eagles fan whatsoever. I right. No, I hate the Eagles. I do too, dude. In fact, I may have gotten to where I hate the Eagles more than I hate the Cowboys, the believe it or not. Yeah, they're, 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 the, they're my most – I don't like any silly teams. We had this text message back and forth. I don't like any silly teams. And this goes back to when Michael Irvin had his career-ending neck injury and the Eagles fans were cheering. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. You're you're out. And And the Eagles fans have over the years added to that legend or whatever you want to call it infamous storytelling because they are mm, <laughs> i do not like the eagles that said i like jalen hurts i really do um i Dude, told you one of the a... things i respect the most about him yeah go ahead no please i interrupt you please continue well if anybody doesn't know his entire management slash pr whatever the physical fitness team is women yeah they're all women five women uh, he's got one of the few women agents in the league. Uh, his manager and fitness people are women. So I have a great deal of respect for that. 
just because that's that's not the norm and, and good for him. And he's carried himself over the years in a very, very solid manner. If we even go back to the benching in Alabama and all of that, he never said anything. He always has handled himself pretty well. So, And to see his progression. I mean, really, he probably needs to go give half his check to Lincoln Riley, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm because telling you. Right he, he's a different quarterback now. Well, here's what I liked about Jalen. Watching him in that game the other night, dude. He's never too high. He's never too low. He's just very steady. Because, I mean, you even watch him. You watch Mahomes. Mahomes will, you can read his lips and see how unhappy he is with people. Now, again, it goes back to what you were talking about five minutes ago, Rich. I mean, he's had a lot of receivers, including Kelsey. Let's not, uh, let's not, not include oh, Kelsey. Kelsey hasn't played well at all. At all, man. But, I mean, how many drop balls has, uh, has happened with uh, Kansas City? But back to Hurts, I mean, Dude, he's he's calm. Even when they fell behind in overtime, did you you know they get the they kick a field goal and the Eagles fall behind? Dude, he he didn't look upset. He was calm. Had his jacket over him. He pulls the jacket off. Dude, and all he does is just go in there and connect on passes and win the game. And then walks off the field like, well, you know what? I did my job. Uh, let's uh, let's go. Let's go get some sushi. I don't know. I mean, just he. Yeah, I, yeah. And I admire that. I admire those quarterbacks, specifically those quarterbacks who just, you know what, Rich, who just go out, do their job, and and win the game. You know, I mean, without without theatrics and or you know, without all these histrionics and you know, jumping up and down and all that. And that is Jalen Hurts, man. And I got to tell you, if he was not an eagle, Rich. And yes, that, that's what yeah. kills it for me, man. If he was not an Eagle, I think I could be. Because, dude, I'm a Dak fan. We've You and I have talked about that, especially after uh, Hard Knocks what, uh, last season. Not this past season, but, uh, you know, last season. Dude, I fell in love with Dak Prescott, man, and, and Ezekiel Elliott. I thought those guys were cool. And I'm a Dak fan now. I really am a fan of him, dude. I just don't see the, I don't see the road to where I could become a Jalen fan unless he gets traded, dude. No, absolutely not. And and here's the thing I would say. With the exception of the truly great ones, the, the, the Brady's and the Mahomes, those guys, everybody else needs time. All the quarterbacks. You know, they always use these cliches, well, if you want to get the quarterback, you pressure up the middle. Man, <laughs> none of them. None of them like it. You, you go back and watch any of them. If you get to any of them early, any of them, including the greats, they're not the same quarterback. You know, they, they have that clock in their head. And when you start messing with that, they get they get off a little bit. And the great ones can put together some stuff when, even when it's not going well. Everybody else, they're just having a bad day and it's what it is. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I think the, the comparison I would say, remember when Dak's rookie year and our offensive line was really good and Dak looked great? Well, that's what Jalen Hurts has right now. Yeah. Not only does he have – the best offensive line in the year. Side note, keep an eye on that Lane Johnson injury. But they never call holding on that line. I mean, I, I, <laughs> any Philly fan out there, tell me when the last time their line got called for holding. I love it. Dude, that is a – for people who know Rich and I like it, you know, you and I – listen, Linda just walked down the hall here, and it's sad to say, but it's true. I message and text with you more than I do anybody else on this planet, dude. I mean, does a day go by when we don't message each other about something? If it's NBA or NFL or something, we message. You're you're my Joe House to my Bill Simmons, okay? I mean, we, we're messaging all the time. But 
dude, you have said that. And, uh, again, you opened my eyes up to it, man. I don't know what is going on with, is it the NFL? Is it a mandate down from the NFL? And I'm not even joking. This isn't real. It looks funny, doesn't it? It does look look funny. funny. You pointed out the stat. Tell everybody that stat you gave me about the 10 to 1. Oh, um. Wasn't it 10 penalties? Yeah. Yeah, they had only called they called ten penalties on Buffalo and only one and on the Eagles at the time. Now to see this is the balance out. They called those two offsides on Kelsey. Well, so now it's ten to three and it doesn't look as bad. <laughs> but that's not even counting the ones they didn't call, like the horse collar yeah. on Josh Allen, the fumble that AJ Brown had. You know, and that's the kind of stuff that makes everybody kind of look sideways. And I like I said before. Uh, on this, and I'm not saying this particular instance was that. I truly believe the NFL is going to have a gambling scandal in the next. I said ten years. I think five. Wow. Because you you saw that Warren Sharp put that tweet out. I sent you yep. about that particular ref crew. That's who's going to catch it. It's the gambling people that are going to see the trend. And the, the, for those that don't know, he put out a trend that said. That particular referee crew that had refereed the Eagles, the Eagles are 4-0, and the difference in penalties is pretty significant. So you, you just got to ask yourself why. Yeah, You know what I mean? Are the Eagles so good that they don't make mistakes and everybody else does trying to press? Okay, that's plausible, I guess. But it kind of <laughs> looks funny when they're not calling horse collars right in front of the referee. Go. No, you're absolutely right. That voice you listen to is Richard Clark. He's our regular Tuesday guest here on the Brian Hanks show. And uh, I listen, Jason Bryant's uh, uh, checked in with a couple of questions he wants for you. Uh, wants to want you to answer here, dude, if you don't mind. Oh, go ahead. Okay, I uh, hear the first one is he said he would argue and that Jacksonville has yet to play, you know, when you were giving your rankings. So this is right. from a few minutes ago. He said he would argue that Jacksonville has yet to play their best football or even a complete game yet. And he he said, with that being said, he's not exactly sure who they are. That's a good one, dude. Uh, listen. No, no, he's, he's 100% right. Yeah, and yeah. I, I would take, I would say this because I watch a fair amount of Jacksonville. Um, I don't know why, I just do. <laughs> and um, they have gotten better. And they're even to the point when I saw their record was seven and three last week, but what did I watch the Houston game? By the way, go back and watch that game if you want to see bad bad officiating. That game was horribly officiated. Okay. Anyway, but I, I, they were seven and three, and I was like, wait a minute, Jacksonville seven and three? <laughs> and so you, you look at that division, and they're starting to kind of grab that win over Houston was a pretty significant win for that division. Um, if they can get some some wins against the better teams that are not in their division, they're going to probably win that division anyway. And are they good? Their defense is pretty good. And if Trevor Lawrence don't throw picks, they're pretty good. So, And I tell you, the thing with Trevor Lawrence is he needs to – and, again, I know you're going to roll your eyes when I say this, Rich, but, I mean, I have him on a couple of fantasy teams. So, yes, I pay attention to Trevor Lawrence quite a bit. Because I need him, and I mean, I'm talking about I don't just have him on a couple of scrub teams. I have him on a couple of my uh, big money teams. So I've seen the bad Trevor Lawrence this year, but I tell you what, besides Dak Prescott over the last month, Trevor Lawrence right. has strung together a couple of good games here, dude. And and let's be clear on this. 
I think they need serious upgrade at receiver. I mean, they got what Christian Kirk and yeah. Zay Jones and yeah. they and you know they have no real their tight end situations kind of shaky. So I think they're a player away because, uh, like we were talking about with gravity of Debo, I see it with CD Lamb. I see what the teams how they move around and freak out when we move CD Lamb. Tyreek Hill's the other one that's got that gravity, obviously. Um, and I think that's what Lawrence is lacking. Uh, you know, ETN has been better. Their offensive line is still not great, but it's okay. Yeah. I just think with the, with the way things are going to shake out, they're going to end up with a home game. And if that happens, heck, they might get the top seed. I mean, remember, that division is not very good. The Houston was literally the second-place team in that division. Can you imagine um, the Jaguars being – and we've seen it a couple of times in history, but the Jaguars being in the AFC championship game, whether it would be against, I don't know, against uh, uh, Kansas City or whoever that it, they might end up taking on there, uh, maybe even Baltimore. But, dude, I would love to see – dude, I'm all about the new teams, anyway, especially since I don't really have a super rooting interest in the NFL, dude. I'd love to see a, a Jacksonville versus Detroit Super Bowl, dude. I mean, what, I mean, I, no, I wouldn't. But you know, <laughs> well, you're a Cowboys fan. So. Well, okay, how about this? And how about a Jacksonville versus Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl? Yeah, I'm, I'm in on any of that. Yes. <laughs> well, here's the thing: the NFL more than well, probably not as much as baseball and hockey. But every year in the NFL, there's at least two teams that were last place, and now they're in the playoffs. The next year, I mean, it's every year now. It happens every single year. This year, I guess it's going to probably end up being Miami or somebody like that. Um, they look like they're going to win that division probably. So, you know, it's going to get good. And we're going to find out if some of these teams, because like I said on this show before, Miami is essentially Dallas. They're the same team. Yeah. We're the same team. You know, we get in front. We're great. We've got to go blow for blow. Not so great. Yeah. Um, the only teams that I see that are legitimately mentally and physical are San Francisco and the Eagles. Okay. That said, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. Oh, he has. If they can find a receiver, yeah. yeah, if they can find a receiver that can hang on to the ball or Kelsey can get out from, well, I was about to say something else, get away <laughs> from Taylor Swift. I, I realized about halfway through that statement no, might I, be construed the wrong way. I love it. So, so, but anyway, the Taylor Swift thing, the curse might become a real thing. If he don't start playing better. You're right. About uh, I guess that. all those late night phone calls while she's on tour overseas. <laughs> but he hasn't been very good. No, um, he has not been. He has not been. Listen, one last thing here from Jason, because it's a very legit question. And you and I, we have a mutual friend in Charlie Crable who is – he is the he's the equivalent of you, but with his Buffalo Bills, man. I mean, yeah, he, he, yeah, lives he, he a, loves the Bills. Oh, he lives, dies, breathes everything. The Buffalo Bills. It's probably not out of the question to say he's part of the Bills mafia. I would absolutely say that. But now, is uh, he is he jumping on the tables now? Probably not. Has he probably done that <laughs> in his life? Yeah, probably. Oh, I guarantee. Well, he's old like <laughs> us. he's old like us. So I doubt he's jumping on tables now, or he'll be in traction for, for a month. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, we need to tag him on this and let him know we're talking about it. But the question Jason asked, I thought was a very good question. This will be our last thing. We'll wrap up uh, NFL talk. Cause I, dude, I got to get some NBA talk with you then season tournament and all that. But Jason asked, uh, by the way, where's the Josh Allen? We saw Sunday been the rest of the year, legitimate, totally 100% legitimate question, dude. Has there been a more roller coaster ride quarterback 
than Josh Allen, man. I mean, one week he's, you know, throwing four interceptions and he's the reason they lose. And then you get a game like this past week where, yeah, they lost the game against the Eagles, but dude, he was just, he was amazing, man. What in the world is going on with Josh Allen, Richard Clark? Well, I really believe that it's what we talked about. His offensive line's not very good. They cannot run the ball at all, not really. And so I think he's been under more pressure to make plays, and he hasn't been a sharp. And now you you start to see the fray around the edges, as I like as I like to say. You know what I mean? Instead of one pick, you're throwing two, and those things like that. Um, I think really, I believe the Eagles game is probably the first time in quite a bit that we've seen who we expected Josh Allen to be. Right. Yeah. Um, but that kick he threw was terrible. Yeah. You know, at the end of that game. So, um, I don't think that agreeing with our guy that we listen to, I don't think the bills are going to make the playoffs. Dude, can you imagine? But and, and, and our guy who you're you referring to then? there is Bill Simmons. He said that in the preseason. You got to give credit where yep. credit is due. He said before the first play was run this year that Buffalo wasn't going to make it. And well, uh, and now they've gone and fired some more people. Yep. And you yep. know, uh, you got to start to ask questions like, is is that guy is McDermott the answer? Maybe they've missed their window. Yep, they very well might have. Okay, again, you're listening to Richard Clark. Uh, you know what? I lied, man. I got to get one more in, dude. We were so okay. pumped up. We or one more NFL question in before we switch lanes over to basketball. And dude, we talked about this last week. You and I, we were so pumped for Thanksgiving, and I still was. It was awesome. But man, I was like, you know what? Detroit's going to be on their regular national stage, and they're going to, you know, show everybody, you know, who they are. I'm afraid they did show everybody who they are, Rich. I mean, just an embarrassing loss to a Green Bay team that if they played twenty times. This season, they should beat them 19 out of the 20 times. Was it just yeah. a case of that was that one loss, or are, is Detroit just not as good as we thought they were? Well, I think there is something to be said for you always hear got to learn how to win. There's something to be said for that. Okay. Um, and then when you start adding attention, guys like start looking at their phones, oh, look how great I am, and then they don't, they come out flat. I know this because my team is inevitably does this all the time. If we win three in a row, like we just did, they'll read all those headlines and we'll come out flat. And it happens all the time in all sports. So, you know, it's interesting to see the, the mental side of sports and they were flat, flat. And see, this has been my issue with them all along. I'm not sure that other than who he married, that John, that golf is the real thing. I think he's, one of those quarterbacks in the 10 to 12 range that you're kind of like, yeah, do we keep this guy? Do we get somebody else? And he's been playing pretty well, honestly. But he looked like the Jared Goff that I know on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> but shout out to him and his put out putting his coverage because woof. Google his wife. I need to because I don't. I don't have any idea. I'll check it out after the show. Okay, dude. We've just now. Let's see. Uh, we've only done twenty eight minutes on the NFL. You are, <laughs> which is fine. Which is fine. Hey, next week though, be ready for that. that we'll do the Richard Clark uh, top five, and you, you just did it off the cuff, which I think was pretty good. But we'll do the five through one next week. We'll see who you have uh, as uh, your teams. Okay, let's switch lanes over to the NBA. And as you know, I, in my monologue. Uh, uh, every day uh, in uh, my hometown heroes, I always update everybody on Brandon and Reggie and 
so I was looking at their schedules, and then I was like, wait a minute. From this Sunday, this upcoming Sunday, what, five days from now, they don't play a game again until December 11th, and I'm assuming, Rich, that that has something to do with the end-season tournament. Is that correct? I would think so. I don't know that for certain. Probably okay. a scheduling quirk, but uh, maybe it's a travel time to Vegas to give them, you know, <laughs> to give them a little bit of time to do whatever they're going to do. Because <laughs> I would assume that that's going to end up being a, a take the family to Vegas thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens um, moving forward with that in-season tournament. I'm still a little dubious about whether that's going to be a thing or not. So, Well, the crazy thing we'll about that is, too, with the schedule, quirk, and it, I don't even think it's a quirk. It's built in for everybody, pretty much, like I said, from this Sunday, what, uh, December the 3rd or so until December the 11th. There are no games other than in you know the in-season tournament, which – I don't know. I still haven't bought in, man. And I'm going to say, yeah, I'm not I'm either. Say, I haven't bought in either. And you're the, you're the, you're my NBA guy. If you've not bought in, that tells me loads about it. But here's the crazy thing, or one of the crazy things, dude. And, and call me old fashioned, call me a, you know, a dummy or whatever. But dude, I cannot stand the courts, man. And I know that's been a, a common refrain, but dude, they, what are they doing, well, man? What are they doing? All up. Because some of them look nice. Okay. The ones that don't are the ones that have a, like the red one that somebody's got is awful. Houston. Um, but, yeah, that's terrible. But Boston's is okay. Uh, you know, uh, I was watching somebody the other day, and theirs was gray, and it was that was nice. You know, that's the uh, color thing that goes to your preferences, so I get that. Well, I don't know, dude. Uh, I just, I, I'm having a hard time uh, getting into it and everything. Let's talk about her real quick. You know, I always love talking about our local guys. Well, uh, no, go ahead. Let me say this real quick about the season tournament. I would say don't judge that until they get to Vegas. Okay. And then we get to feel what that okay. feels like. Okay. And I think that'll be the one. Because I think that's how ultimately this thing is going to move forward with the players. If it turns out that that. Vegas trip is a nice thing and it's a lot of exposure or whatever, then that'll make the players want to do it more. You know what I mean? But that will take time. Well, it's crazy to me. And yes, I've got it. I pulled it up right here in front of me about the end season tournament that, uh, there are only two undefeated teams in the, uh, well, no, no, that's not true. There are one, two, three, no, there are four. There are four undefeated teams. Uh, two of them are four and oh, two of them are three and oh, they play five games in this, uh, I guess leading up to it. Do, can you name, don't you, don't cheat on me here. It, like we do, and I know you wouldn't, but, uh, who, do you know who the undefeated teams are right now in the end season? Oh, God. I do not because, <laughs> you know, with the way they're doing these games, yeah, I can only tell when they get on the court, I'm like, Oh, end season game, yeah. <laughs> end well, season tournament. Two of them are not going to surprise you, and I'll tell you. One of them's Milwaukee, who's three and zero. That's yeah. that's not a big surprise. Even the Lakers, they're four and zero. That's not a surprise to me. Oh wow, I didn't realize the Lakers are four and zero in that. Though. Well, check this out. I should I, I should have known. <laughs> I'd love and, and even you know what? Even another team, Sacramento, they're three and zero. You know what? That that doesn't even uh, doesn't really shock me that much. Here's the one that shocks me, dude. How about? Are you sitting down before I tell you this? Go ahead. The Indiana Pacers are four and zero. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow. Dude, exactly. They lost last night to somebody bad. 
But it, but so. in the end season tournament, they are four and zero. Now the way they group these, I mean, I don't know though, dude. They're four and zero against Cleveland, Philadelphia, Atlanta, and Detroit. I mean, that's not bad, dude. That's really not bad. I mean, can you imagine? No, that's not bad at all. But can you imagine, Rich, if the Indiana Pacers were to end up winning the end season tournament? Well, and see that's <laughs> that's what I want to see. Um, number one, what does that really do for you as a team? You know what I mean? This early in the year, you're exerting a lot of effort there. So if you win this thing, does it actually help you at all? You know, we got to wait to see what that, how that plays out. And again, the other one is the attention. It's like the attention that the uh, baseball gets when they play and there's only one game, you know what I mean, on a holiday or Thanksgiving for the NFL the amount of attention that the teams that played on that day got. Um, like Halliburton is the guy for, for the Pacers, but most people don't know who he is. So does this end-season tournament give him a big stage so now everybody knows who he is if he plays well? If that happens, the other players will be like, well, shoot, we need to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how stuff like this gets to be something as opposed to what it is right now. Well, how about the Denver Nuggets? Your defending NBA champs, not yours, but all of our defending champs, have already been eliminated from the end season tournament. They've already, <laughs> how crazy is that, dude? And who leads Group B in the Western Conference? Brandon Ingram and the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. How I just I don't know, man. There's a part of me. I, I don't know. Do I like it? Do I not like it? I don't know. I, and I'm with you. I think when they hit Vegas and you got the Final Four playing in yep. Vegas. Maybe that'll make a little bit more of a difference with me, but, uh, it, dude, Brandon, I don't know what his injury was, dude. He has bounced back. Great. He is now leading the Pelicans in scoring, uh, what right at 25 points a game. He's second in rebounds. He's second in assists. And this is the Brandon that we thought, you know, with all the injuries that he had last year, with everything he's fought through, you know, the whole plan with Zion thing. And how is that going to come around? Dude, I think, I, I, yes, I'm a homer. I, I, I can see you rolling your eyes right now as I'm sitting here declaring this. <laughs> dude, he's borderline all-star right now, I think, dude. No, and, and that that's fair. He's been kind of that for a little bit now. Um, he just is. He, you know, he's been playing pretty well, all things considered. Um, I would love to see the statistics because, you know, McCallum had been playing. So that's been a, a little bit of a, a soft spot for, for the Pelicans. But it's given Brandon and Zion more shots, which is probably what they both want. Um, but what I'm curious about, and I'd have to do a deep dive, is what's their record when Brandon has the most shot attempts and what's their record when Zion has the most shot attempts? Um, I'm just, I'd be curious to see what that is. Uh, I don't want to say what I think it is, but. Um, <laughs> We'll see. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, because I'm not in love with the way Zion, Zion's playing this year. His defense is atrocious. Yeah. Um, but offensively, he's kind of he's kind of out there by himself as a one-of-one one of one kind of, you know what I mean? Um, well, and, Judge and you Clark, look up. Let, me, let me put a judge's robe and a wig on you and everything because we're, we'll, we'll act like we're in uh, England now. But uh, Judge Clark, may I present the Brandon Ingram for All-Star case to you? Okay, go ahead. He is 19th in the league in scoring, 24.6 points a game. Dude, he is shooting 50.2% 50. from the field. Yep. 
Okay. Let's not talk about his three point percentage. Okay. Let's yeah. Let's just... <laughs> that's, I was saving that for the rebuttal. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'll let you use that for the rebuttal. But uh, what? Uh, da, 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 five point two rebounds. Five point one assists. Dude. He is really, I mean, like I said, 19, you got to figure what there's 24 all-stars. He's 19th in scoring a leading scorer on his team. And like I said, still 50% from the field. That's not bad for a guy who most of his shots are uh, mid range anyway. I mean, he's not a, now he'll get his dunks. Don't get it twisted, but dude, he's the, he may be the best what 12 to 18 foot jump shooter in the league right now in my opinion again i'm a homer i know that but so judge clark uh i've I've tried to make my case there is brandon ingram an all-star well first of all much like oj we got to get a new lawyer for your side (laughs) which you one of the things you left out that's Uh important is he's averaging 20 no no it's this is on brandon's side He's averaging, like you said, 24.7 or something. 24.6. And then yeah. five and five, basically. Well, in the history of the NBA, there's only been like four guys that average 25, five and five. Wow. Oscar Robertson, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and Jerry West. So if you can get to that, you're doing something. Okay. So uh, let me take off my, my <laughs> Baker case and put on the other one. He leads his team in turnovers. Yeah. That's not unusual. He handles the ball a lot, but that's still a little bit too much. And he's shooting miserably from three right now. Should we say, should that, we tell him, sub 30%, he's at 29.4% yeah, from three. Now, that said, if you, again, this is the part that comes out because you're playing with Zion. Because you're playing with Zion, he needs to be around the rim. All of a sudden, your weakness of shooting from deep becomes a, a, a glaring weakness, you know what I mean? Whereas if he was playing for somebody else, it might not be as noticeable. But because the spacing and everything with Zion being right around the basket, it's really kind of – you really need him to shoot a higher percentage. But that's not necessarily Brandon's game. Yeah. Like like we saw all along, the most comparable is, is Kevin Durant. That, that's who he plays like. He just can't shoot like Durant. But everything else is a lot like Kevin Durant. They operate in the mid-range, and you know um, most of their scoring is done around the elbows and things like that. Well, let me say this, and this has got to be our last nugget. I did, here we go again, Rich, and I love it. I, you know, we're sitting here, we're going through all these numbers, we're doing, and I look over at the clock, and we're already two minutes into the second hour, and I've got uh, our our second hour guest waiting out in the green room right now. But I had, I'll had i leave you with this, dude, and I can't wait to get your reaction from this. The top 50 scores, and like I said, he's number 19 right now. The only people that are shooting worse than him from the three-point range are Pascal Siakam, <laughs> Julius Randle, and uh, Victor Wimbayana. That's it in the top 50 scorers in the NBA right now. They're the only ones that are shooting worse than him from three-point range. But, but you know what, dude? That's something that can come around. I'm not that worried. He's a career, what, 36, 37%? Oh, no, no, no. And, and yeah. that that could just be a, a, an anomaly right now, yeah. so, you know, that he just had four or five really bad shooting games, and that really brought the average down. So we'll see where that's at in midseason um, before we start to panic on that. However, I will say at his age, it probably is not going to get better than his career average. So, yeah, it'll probably uptick a little bit. But I, I would suspect. But again, the only reason it's even noticeable is because he plays with Zion. Well, there you go. Listen, Richard Clark, again, 
Dude, it's crazy. And I say this and I, with all due respect and admiration and dude, we could do it. We could do a Monday through Friday show. <laughs> you and I could do, because again, we've been going 40 minutes. It feels like 15 dude. And it's been interesting. Yeah. You're the best, man. Uh, hey, question is, would anybody listen to that? <laughs> hey, they li- hey, they listen now, man. So yeah, uh, but they listen to you and and all the other great guests uh, you have yeah, on, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 around yeah. the way. Quit being fake <laughs> humble, man, dude. You're awesome. Okay. <laughs> hey, Richard yeah. Clark, Carteret County News Times, Carolina Coast Online dot com. Uh, real quick, we dude, we don't do this enough. What's going on over there? What's going on down at the beach? Oh, you know dude, how it is down here. Some of everything going on. They have a uh, core sounds eco thing coming up, which is a big deal in these parts. Um, you know, and and obviously settled from the elections, and you know, there's all kinds of little knick snacks with the with the local governments changing and and the elections that just took place. And you know, unlike most areas where where you are, they have a, they have like eleven municipalities in Carteret County, Good which is cool. insane. Yeah, um, yeah. You know how it is. You go to the beach down there. You know what it is. <laughs> oh, you do. Rich, thank you so much, dude. Oh, thanks for having me. So that's Richard Clark, Carteret County News Times, Carolina Coast, online.com. As we wrap up our first hour of today's show, coming up here in our second hour, Catherine Pearson, Jessica Cruz, and a first-time guest of the show, Crystal Gaskins, on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by LCC.